Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it! Misguided Medicine. I am your co-host, Justin Tyler McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. It's fine. It's fine. Sydney is on her first tour since March of 2020. This is the first uh, tour with live Sawbones again. It's so great to be doing this again. I I just can't tell you. I don't Thank know you why all. it's been since March of 2020, but there's some I forget. But something happened. <laughs> um, so welcome to our show. I know what you're wondering. Why are they dressed like that, Sydney? Uh, why not? <laughs> yeah, sir. No, uh, we're gonna we're in the midst of a. Th- this is two of a three mm-hmm. part live series, which we've never done before. This is the second part. It's not a narrative thing. You're not gonna be like lost. It's not gonna be like, why, no. what's with the smoke monster? I don't. It's get like it. an. Ins- it's the. Ne- it's it's an anthology. This is the next installment. The next installment. I like that. Can I call attention to your calves again? Okay, or I keep forgetting night? my socks. And I'm tired of getting bullied for it by Sydney, but this is the second show in a row that I've forgotten my long white socks. So you're just getting the pure business. Just the pure business. I believe- You're welcome, all these people over here. I believe it was an accident last night. I, it was a choice tonight. And I don't disagree with it. Um, we're doing a three-part series on pirate medicine. And also, these may have been our Halloween costumes, and we didn't get to wear them very much. Because <laughs> so we were we too are. busy. So here we oh, are thank again. You. Actually, uh, mine was made by our friends uh, Alex and Julia Abin. So thank you to them. Mm-hmm. And mine was made by my sibling, Taylor Smurl. So. Okay, Sydney, take me back to the world of high adventure, and even higher seas, the pirate life. So as you may imagine, um, on a ship, access to medical care, to medicines, to whatever sort of treatments you might need was limited because you were out there for months and months at a time. Whatever you had with you is what you had to use. And whoever was aboard that was the surgeon or close enough is who was in charge of taking care of you. And there were a lot of different you know, maladies that you could encounter 
things that, you know, or that are common, like scurvy and such. But I want to focus this installment on burns. Now, I know that seems weird at first, like, was that a big part of sailing? Burns, you're on the water. <laughs> I can understand confusion, but... You didn't let me say, like, usually confusion is my job. I wish you mm -hmm. wouldn't, like, anticipate my confusion. Did it confuse you? Yes, because it's the water, and why burns? Well, so, ships are, are, are made of wood. <laughs> Well, they, we're really were. going back to brass tacks here. Yeah. Okay. They were they were made of wood and they had like canvas sails and like the lines would often be like tarred and they're just very flammable. Super flammable. <laughs> the ships were very flammable. And also you had things on ships, especially for pirates, like gunpowder. And you just sort of, especially in the midst of like a fight, it would be kind of tossed about like you're trying to reload and do all the things. They shouldn't that toss the gunpowder. That's not the intended <laughs> use. You gotta put it in a gun. I keep telling people. Well, but they would spill it, I think. Oops. <laughs> Oops. You're fired. And then once it was spilled, like all that you needed was like a spark and then Oops. You know, oops. <laughs> oops. Oops burns. And also, how would you light your cabin at night? Candles. Candles or a lantern, something flammable. And pirates sometimes liked to drink alcohol and would fall asleep without putting them out. There also, there actually were like rules on ships that at eight o'clock, everybody put the candles out and go drink in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> because fires were so frequent in that, in that sort of scenario. Um, another reason that uh, burns happen so much, I thought this isn't really medical, but as I was researching this, I found the mention of a weapon that could be used in a battle called a fire ship. Whoa, cool. Which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's just a ship that is specifically for setting on fire <laughs> and directing at the other team. So basically, a, so you, you might say it's a burner ship. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't build. Don't build. Don't build. You were right. Don't build. <laughs> Your tepid response was exactly right. <laughs> I knew what I was doing, all right? Um, as you can imagine, that was like high risk, high reward. <laughs> <laughs> and so tough to find crew for, honestly. And they would be like specifically loaded up with like things that would explode and then just like Go. <laughs> Just go, guys. That Get way. Um, Who wants, and they had to rebrand it a few times, I bet, because they might have tricked people with fire ship once. <laughs> but after that, I bet it was like, who wants, who's brave enough to be on the danger ship? The ship of thrills. Um, there were also accounts, like another way you could get burns. This was, there were accounts of pirates sometimes, like when somebody was passed out drunk using some of the, the plasters from the medicine chest, specifically the ones that were blistering. A lot of things we would put on wounds back then were pretty caustic because we thought that like the pus that would come out was part of the process <laughs> and was like a desirable step along the way to healing. So there were a lot of substances that you would apply to wounds specifically to make them red and irritated and bloody and yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and so they would put those on people who had passed out <laughs> to try to wake them up. <laughs> so th then, they, then someone had to take care of all these burns. 
And at the time, the way that we approached burn care was based on the humoral system of medicine. It was based on the idea that we have four humors in our bodies that we have to keep in balance at all times in order to maintain health. And you can keep them in balance in a variety of ways by like getting some humors out if you have too much through bleeding or peeing or pooping or vomiting, all the ways you get things out, um, or putting things back in through certain diets that you would eat, certain foods and stuff. So the idea behind a burn, if somebody was burned, is that what has happened Whatever, whatever hot thing caused the burn has drawn all the hot humors. Mm, so mainly like blood, yes. but like the hot elements in the humors have come to that area and made it like hard and waxy. <laughs> and all of the other humors have been driven out of it. And so that was sort of the pathology that they believed was happening at the site of the burn. So what you needed to do then is draw those hot, humors away from the side of the burn and then replace it with good humors. Um, uh, so like a strawberry shortcake bar or, <laughs> um, you know, it must have been a hard sell to be like, look at a burn on a pirate. And then the doctor's like, Ooh, I know what this is. You got a, you got a humoral problem. And then the pirate said, I, I'm pretty sure it's from the burn. Um, <laughs> I just got a hot thing on me and it messed me up really bad. I'm not sure humors figure into it really at all. Like, no, that was because like the treatments would really, so you have too much humors in that area. And so what we need to do then is cut you on the other side of your body. So they'll sort of flow away from yep, there. Yep. Yep. Out the back. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So that was, that was a common uh, treatment. You could also do cupping where you create like a little vacuum in a cup and stick it to the body and it, it's like a giant hickey sort of forms. Um, you could, but you wanted, again, you had to do it somewhere else because you were like pulling the heat well, away that, from the That burn. must have worked though because we still do it someplace, right? No. It <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, th this, these are ways that, that you might get rid of the hot humors. You could also do it through giving, you know, an enema those were, those were common and very popular. We have found, we have recovered. Now wait, hold on. Common, yes. Popular is interesting. Speak on that because I, popular, I don't know. Hmm. We have recovered quite a few enema syringes from like the remains of like Blackbeard ship. We common, found again, clusters, common, I'll grant you, but popular. Like, I, do you think there was a lot of people who were like, oh yeah, sign me up. We're all, on this ship, we're all wild for enemas. I mean, I guess there's not a lot to do. <laughs> it's pretty dull. Um, and because of this, by the way, this, this really informs how they approached the burn and why they thought patients got better or worse or what was happening. Your um, humoral personality, so like every person would be assigned kind of like a personality type based on what humors they thought you had too much of. And so if your burn was really bad, it was just because you were a really plethoric or sanguine person. You had too much blood. So like, well, it's, it's not, you know, my fault as the doctor that I can't make you better. Your burn is bad because you're such a bloody person already. And that's not really on me. And you should have done a lot of like personal work yeah. before you got this burn. You have to figure this stuff out early. You have to go see Colonel... Admiral Cornelius Buzzfeed, and he'll help you figure out your exact type of humor. <laughs> you just have to answer this quiz. 
He can tell you what kind of Disney character you are. Um, <laughs> what sort of uh, what sort of IHOP order you might have. Um, and there, it's International it's, House of Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No. No. <laughs> no. No. This year, I'm earning them, folks. And don't give me more than I deserve. You got to keep me hungry. <laughs> you enticed them with your calves right at the right beginning. Right at the beginning. Fire and ice. Oh, That's me, fire and ice. Uh, and, and this really, it's interesting because all of this, this understanding of why people got better or weren't getting better, it also is based on, so they, they would blame it on the pain. So burns are painful. We know this. And that what they would say is like the pain you're experiencing is really because you're in so much pain, it's making you sicker. The pain is causing the fever and further imbalance. So could you try to stop being in so much pain because it's making you sick. And if you would stop that, <laughs> I don't have anything for it, really. No. I am going to cut you on the other side of your body real quick. And Is that less pain? No, you're saying more pain. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm kind of out of options here. The, the nicer treatments were really just dietary things. Like, specifically, they would give you, like, gruel with currants and spices. Nice. <laughs> Which sounds lovely. Like, I'd here's, murder that right here's now. Some, here's some barley water. And then an enema, and then, <laughs> I mean, which is better, I think, than the bleeding or the cupping. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. guess, yeah. Uh, so. Someone, uh, <laughs> someone in the crowd has a very concrete opinion on whether they prefer bleeding and cupping versus <laughs> gruel and enemas. Someone didn't, didn't needed no time to think you about keep, that one. You keep knocking enemas, but like, have you ever been really constipated? <laughs> Maybe no, I'm no. <laughs> what I don't want to talk about it. Hmm. As a first for me, twelve years of podcasting, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, they did have like a concept of different degrees of burn. It wouldn't be exactly what we would call a first or second or third degree burn now, but like they, there was a staging that was similar to the way we look at burns. Um, with a first degree burn, the thought was that there's a lot of heat in it. It was red. It looked red, and so it's very hot. Is first degree, so, can you remind me, is first degree the, that's like the worse? It gets worse, okay. yeah. So, like, they would look at a first degree burn and say, like, well, this is really red, it's really hot. We all know that like cures like, so the most important thing we can do is make it hotter. Yes, so, yes, yes, if we this could is apply, what I love. If we could apply heat to the heat, you'll get better. And they? I mean... <laughs> a lot of them probably were going to get better, so maybe they did get... See, this is what would happen, right? Like, you put some heat on it, they got better anyway, because maybe it wasn't that severe of a burn, and then you go, it it's worked. It's the hiccups thing. It's the hiccups thing. <laughs> it worked. Like, whatever you did right before you got hiccups, cures hiccups. With second degree, they knew that blisters could form, and blisters, again, they, were th they thought that was just humors in there. Like, look at that. It's just a big bubble of humors, and we got to let them out. So first, you had to pop the blisters. Um... I know. And then <laughs> you would cover them in things like vinegar uh, and then like oily things to try to coat everything. And then there a was a lemon, whole variety. A little basil on there. Delicious. Well, honestly, milk, honey, egg whites. <laughs> Doug, I'm sorry you're in so much pain, man, but I am getting hungry. Is that weird? I'm tired of gruel. Um, Onions were some really <laughs> onions were really common treatment for burns, and they would take onions and like mash them into a paste, 
and then just like coat you with onions. <laughs> Which just seems big because you're already suffering, you're burned, and then like nobody wants to hang around you because you're just you smell like onions. <laughs> and maybe egg whites. Egg whites were a common, I feel like they were trying to make fancy cocktails and then they just dumped them on people. <laughs> They were no. They just made a lot of lemon curd, and they're like, "Oh, we got so many egg whites left over. This is embarrassing." <laughs> um, they uh, there was a specific treatment if you got a burn in your eye. Ooh. There were two options you had. I, I guess you'll all have opinions on which one's worse. I feel like we're we're playing which is worse right now. Uh, so you could use breast milk. Now, was that? I have a lot of questions about where they were getting that. Yeah. Huh. On a pirate ship. <laughs> um, or pigeon's blood. <laughs> Are you debating? No, I'm still thinking about the breast milk. Did they bring it on board? Because TV and movies tell me that a lot of times breast milk wouldn't be super available on yeah, pirate ship. Yeah. Um, there was also, it's interesting, there is a little note sometimes for a treatment for burn scars, which my initial thought was like, did they care about that? Like, about the, like, the, like as a, co like a cosmetic thing, like, if you don't like the look of that scar on your arm, here's an ointment you can put on it to make it go away. And I thought, that seems unlikely. And then there was a note at the bottom that was like, you would want to use this if it was like a porridge burn, not like a gunpowder burn. Like, it's for the burns you're embarrassed of. <laughs> It's for, like, I spilled my hot porridge on me, and I don't want anybody to know burns. Not, like, cool burns. So, like, so like the scar on my knee that's from when we were coming home that one time, and I fell on the steps of my own home and dropped my Xbox on the ground. I would probably get that one lasered or portaged off or whatever, get that enema out, I guess. It's, it, it's such a bad scar. And you threw your Xbox right into the bushes while you fell. It was I wish y'all had been there because it was funnier than anything I'll ever say. It was, it was also so sad. I think the Xbox was okay, though. If no, I, if it I remember. was the Xbox 360. It was already not long for this world. I've ra I'd wrap that bad boy in a towel enough times. He was ready for Valhalla. Not Assassin's Creed Valhalla that would have melted it from the inside out. I'm saying it was ready for greener pastures. I don't know the video game jokes. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. They liked it. <laughs> I want to tell you about one famous burned pirate. <laughs> but first, we have to go to the billing department. No. Medicines, the medicines that Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support 
and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Manolo, guess what? Manolo, guess what? What, what, what? Dr. Game Show has made it to 100 episodes on Maximum Fun. Oh, that's true. I knew that. Well, to celebrate, we are releasing our entire Earwolf archives to Max Fun members. That's anyone who gives $5 or more monthly to support podcasts like Dr. Game Show. That's 63 episodes with in-studio comedian guests like Jason Manzoukas, Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, Joe Para, Todd Berry and Janine Garofalo, Connor O'Malley, Chris Gethin, and more. Plus three bonus episodes that include two pilot episodes. Wow, two pilots must be good. Find the feed at MaximumFun.org slash BOCO, B-O-C-O. Stands for bonus content. <laughs> Presenting the new MaxFunStore.com. We've got shirts for your torso, hats for your head, drinkware for your finest beverages, and so much more. Starring your favorite Max Fun shows with new and classic designs. Find the perfect gift for the podcast fan in your life. Heck, that could be you. We're not judging. Head to MaxFunStore.com now. That's MaxFunStore.com. Wouldn't that have been wild if somebody come out and be like, eat Wheaties? <laughs> then they left. Man, if we could get that Wheaties sponsorship, anything, though. man. Any cereal sponsorship? Uh, no, I just think it's funny because as I was researching, like, treating burns on pirate ships, th- there comes up a story of, like, you know, one pirate that got burned so much that there's that's how he's known in history is, like, that pirate that got burned that time. Um, 
His name was Lionel Wafer. Nice. Mm -hmm. He grew up in the Scottish Highlands. He initially, he, he wanted to be a barber surgeon. So he started like a practice after he went through his apprenticeship, which would have been like, you start at like 12 or 13 and you just hang out with a barber surgeon for like six or seven years. And then you're a barber surgeon. Wow. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's a long, it's a long training process, yeah. but start, like you start out as doogie and then... But he, so he started his own place, like a surgery on land, and he, I don't know, got bored or didn't want to do it. So he decided to go to sea. Um, and there, at the time, there were, we're, we're in the golden age of piracy, and there were a lot of like ships that needed surgeons on board. That was a rule. You had to have one, and then pirates would try to steal them. So then you had to get a new one when the pirates took your surgeon. Um, <laughs> so there was a lot of work to, you could get a lot of work out there if you wanted to. Um, and he was, he, he was, he joined up with pirates eventually and kind of like rolled with it, liked that life and was sort of passed on with different crews and went pirating on raids along with pirates. And then also was their surgeon and took care of them. At one point he was on land with a band of pirates. They were traveling across Panama. This was like pre canal. Um, and so he's walking and the story, it, it and it, there's an account from him and an account from somebody else who was there. One way or another, he is sitting there drying out gunpowder. Okay. And while he's in the midst of doing this, someone nearby, like, lit up a pipe or something. <laughs> and somebody had fire nearby. He, the way that he tells the story, he doesn't blame this other dude. He's like, it was nobody's fault, man. I don't know. You know, stuff happens. Like, it's rough out here. There, and then there's an account from another person, like a third party, who's like, no, it was totally this dude's fault. He just yeah. like, he, he was like, he stood right over his gunpowder and was like, what you doing? And lit a pipe. And <laughs> <laughs> he should have answered the question more quickly, to be fair. <laughs> Oh, me, 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 me. Oh, extremely flammable work. Please step away, Doug. <laughs> so because of that, like, the, so there was fire immediately and he was burned really badly. Like, he, he, it burned his knee all the way down to the bone. It burned up his thigh. Yes. So it was a very bad burn, which was bad for a couple reasons. One, like, how, how are we going to treat this? And two, they're traveling, they're on the move. And obviously at that point, it became very difficult for him to keep moving. So he tried, he had some medical supplies with him. He had some ointments and some bandages and he tried to cover it up as best he could and keep on moving along across the land. Um, but he wasn't being able to keep up very well. They really did. And this kind of speaks to how important if you had a, a barber surgeon or a sea surgeon who was working with you, you tried to keep them alive because they, you know, they Good served a purpose. Thumb, I would think for most of your crew, probably. <laughs> so, so they tried for a while. Well, no, that wasn't always true, though. <laughs> oh yeah, some guy, some people were pretty useless. I'm sure was, you're happy for them. They snored been... <laughs> weird, maybe. <laughs> he would have been less expendable. Okay. So, so anyway, so they tried to take him along for a while, and he just couldn't keep up, and the wound was getting worse. And then, like, one of the crew made off with the medical supplies he had with him, and took off with them. And so he was really in a, in a, in a bad way. And he said, you know what, I'm just going to stay behind. At that point, they had met up with people who were indigenous to the area, the Guna people. And he was there with them. And he was like, I'm just going to hang here. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I did my best. This guy gets bored easily. I like that. So 
the the people that he the, the people indigenous to the area had their own treatments that they applied. They had some herbal preparations, and he describes it in his writings because he wrote about all this. Like they would chew certain herbs and apply these in poultices and cover it with plantain leaves, and whatever it all was, according to to Wafer, twenty days later it was healed. Whoa! And he said, other than like it was forever numb, he couldn't feel his knee ever again, <laughs> but he kept his knee. That's nice. Yeah, so like a great story. So he decided. I mean, uh, there are some days it would be pretty choice not to feel my knees. I'm 42 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Saying, I have to buy so, a lot less Advil. <laughs> so he's hanging out. So he's like, "This is great. My knee is better. You all are my new friends. I just want to stay with you guys." I love it here. Um, Please let me stay. <laughs> I mean, who knows if they were like open to that? Like, well, I mean, we did you a favor. Do you want to go find your friends, or <laughs> are you just gonna chill here? <laughs> we um, actually had a whole thing planned. That's like, <laughs> it'd be cool if you left. <laughs> um, but he found a way to like garner their favor. Um, because at the same time, one of the chief's wives had fallen ill. And they, at the way, bleeding was common across different times and places throughout history. All different cultures would engage in like bloodletting as a way of treating somebody. Um, and you, it was common to have different ways, like methods that people preferred of bloodletting, different areas of the body that were thought to be the best. Um, his description of the way bloodletting was done in this region was very different oh, than no. what he did. What he wrote is that basically when someone needed to be bled, you would have them sit on a rock in the river because then the blood just goes right there. Less the mess. I'm into it so far. And then shoot teeny arrows at them. What? Which, of course, is a very painful way <laughs> of doing this. But a very now, fun way in a time where, again, let's establish there wasn't a lot to do. That's an afternoon right there. So he let's, go sh let's go shoot arrows at Kyle. <laughs> and help him. And you're helping him. You're helping him. You're helping him. But the, the thing is... He, hey, Kyle, I left my wallet on the blood rock. Will you please get it when you go out? Thank you. So he witnesses this, and he's like, I have a better way. Let me show Impossible. you the way we do it. Impossible. We've refined this system. We, we, just, we just sort of like strap your arm to a piece of tree bark, something to like keep it in place, and then we cut you with a lancet is how we do it. Now, the problem with that is that the little, the little arrow method, <laughs> while more painful, it doesn't result in a lot of bleeding. We're talking like very shallow little cuts. And so just drops of blood is all you would really see from that. Now, when you cut somebody, of course, there's a lot more bleeding. So when the chief witnessed this, he was like, okay, um, <laughs> we're all freaked out. That's terrible. This does not look like it's going to work. <laughs> so um, if she's not better tomorrow, you're dead. <laughs> we're going to take you out to the bleeding rock and use the big arrows. <laughs> and, and this is one of those weird moments where there is no reason. So the, the documented medical condition were... Uh, fits and fevers, so probably fevers and a seizure is probably what had happened. There is no reason that bleeding somebody would do anything for that, but she got better. And so he was allowed to like hang out and chill. Sorry, <laughs> and Dr. Sidney McRoy, it seems like maybe <laughs> miracles sometimes do happen. Maybe you need to open your eyes and your heart a little bit to the incredible power of cutting someone and waiting.
Well, uh, you don't just wait. You catch it in a little cup. Ah, yes. That's, uh, that's key. It's true. <laughs> like a little, and, and a fancy cup. Yeah, but he may have had to make do. Well, who knows? Who knows? So, so because of this whole adventure, he lived and he eventually um, wrote a book about it. This became like his whole thing. This is also why he's famous. He got burned and then he wrote a book about <laughs> his adventures um, and, and really made a living off of like telling people about all of these adventures that he had um, until, of course, eventually uh, he, he decided he wanted to go to Jamestown, Virginia, check out what was happening there. And as soon as he got there, he was arrested because the pirate stuff <laughs> so but what an adventure until then got him <laughs> got him cause he, he did do the pirating before all of his adventures hey, he forgot fi- about that finally Sawbones does it in, in a death he went to prison that's not bad right that's alright and he's still there today thank you so much for listening to our podcast Sawbones Thank you to the taxpayers for the use of our song, Medicines. It's the intro and outro of our program. Thanks to uh, Paul Sabourin and Clint McElroy and Amanda and Rachel and everybody who helps make the show possible. Thanks to you for being here. Uh, That is going to do it for us for this week. So until next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. Fund.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.